0: studio This is the unnerved banter of the earth we made this curse carved it in the blood on our backs we did not see we could not but she did and
1: in the end what will i become senwa saga
0: hellblade 2 play it now with game pass
1: welcome back to the unnerved banter it's the show where we discuss topics that are strange terrifying and just plain silly i'm your host Chris Fricky. Today I'll be joined by Mr. Jeremiah once again, and we're going to be discussing the Dancing Plague of 1518. How it happened, what went down there. I I don't know if you guys had this in your history books growing up at school, but I didn't. And all I can say is I wish it was there because I I wish I knew about this earlier. It's a crazy. Uh, circumstance, and we're going to get right into it. We're also going to be talking about a tragedy that happened between two brothers, a taxi driver, and a passenger. The odds of this happening are pretty much impossible. So uh, we're going to be talking about that towards the end with a side tangent here and there. So bear with us. Hope you guys enjoy the episode. We're quite a bit more lighthearted than we've been in past episodes. So Uh, Hope you guys enjoy, and let's get into it. Welcome back to the Unnerved Banter. This is episode number three with Mr. Jeremiah. Jeremiah, thanks for joining us again. How are you, sir? Hello, Chris.
2: I'm good. A little bit stuffy at the moment.
1: That's right. You have a little bit of a cold.
2: You know, I'd like to think it's spring allergies, but I don't think so because it's winter. But I'm good. I'm good. How
1: about yourself? I am just dandy, just dandy fine. Mm. I don't have a cold, so. Do you have a worm? What's that? Do you have a worm? I have a worm. I have very much a worm. Cool. Not worms. Not to be confused with worm or worms. Y'all gotcha. You said you have a worm. Busted. Do not. I repeat, do not. And when someone says don't do something, typically people do it. Do not search tapeworms in digestive system that is a a scary scary nightmare speaking of unnerving we could just talk about that that's terrifying yeah i'd rather not do you know how long tapeworms can get yeah really long yeah
2: like 10 feet or something
1: oh i think they can get
2: longer Ugh.
1: and imagine if that's in your system yeah no that's terrible okay i have to i have to look it up right now i just i'm so curious
2: Okay, well, have fun with that. I'll, so for the rest of you out there listeners, um, let's get started on today's topic while Chris goes off on a YouTube journey watching worms in people's bodies.
1: Okay, this says 4 to 28 inches. I don't believe it. I think it's 4 to 28 feet. Feet? It's got to be.
2: See, they're using the metric system.
1: Oh my gosh, I I could have swore it was like feet. (gasps) Here's Okay, see, that's the thing. When you search something on the internet, you search until you hear what you want to hear. Wait, Um, Chris,
2: can I uh, interject something? Yes. Are you sure that it's not saying the worms themselves have 4 to 28 feet?
1: Worms don't have feet. They're like snakes.
2: Well, I mean, I don't think that that's always true.
1: I mean, like centipedes have feet, but those are centipedes.
2: You look. T- you look very closely with a microscope. Maybe there's feet on there. That's all uh, I'm
1: saying. It's you possible. Continue. Don't let it, me hold you up. It's possible. You could be right there. Th- this resource says some tapeworms can live up to thirty years and grow up to thirty feet long. This other resource says four to twenty-eight inches. So I have no idea what to believe. But anyways, we're gonna we're gonna move on from that disgusting topic. So I I apologize.
2: On to another equally disturbing conversation.
1: Yes, yes, unnerving.
2: It's going to get crazy in here, guys. (laughs) So put on your dancing shoes and come with us on
1: a journey back in time. It's going to be a rave, a medieval rave. We're going to be talking about the dancing plague of 1518. Just a few years ago, not too long ago. Where where did you hear about the dancing plague originally? Did you like hear about it online? I don't think it was in our history books growing up.
2: Well, I don't know what history books you were reading, Chris, but <laughs> in mine, um I don't know. I don't know. I think probably another podcast, potentially some kind of creepy pasta type thing on the internet. I'm not sure. I've been aware of it for quite some time. It's such a bizarre phenomenon that it does tend to pop up if you're interested in anything even remotely similar. Um, yeah. So I don't know where I
1: first saw it, but I've known about it for a while. I think of all the plagues, this plague is is definitely the most unique.
2: Yeah. Where did you, I mean, where did you hear about it?
1: Uh, Literally from you. You're the first one to tell me about it.
2: Oh, thank you, Chris. You're the first one that told me that tapeworms have legs. So.
1: <laughs> I didn't tell you that. You said that. <laughs> We're all... We're learning a lot here today. No, that's wrong. Okay, whatever. So, (laughs) all right. So, the dancing plague of 1518, as an overview, it was a strange case of mass hysteria in Strasbourg. I said that right? According Uh, to some. Yeah. Strasbourg, we'll call it, or I'll call it, a village in present-day France where hundreds of people were overcome by a sudden urge to dance. To the brink of extreme exhaustion and sometimes death. Ooh, so dance, dance until you die.
2: Uh, isn't there a song called "Dance or Die"? What? Who? Who was that? Like, oh
1: uh... my gosh! Yeah,
2: yeah. It's called it's called "Dance or
1: Die." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that jam. "Dance or Die." Oh, from Family Force Five. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Family Force Five. Dance. Yeah, or die. Yeah, yeah. It's a good one. Let's get into the beginnings of it, where it started. According to resources, the beginning of this plague started in July of 1518. In full view of her neighbors, Frey (laughs) Trophy some French name, Frey Troffey. How would you pronounce Hmm. it? I have no idea, but I think you did a good job. I don't think I did. I apologize because I am not saying this right. It's F R A U. It's a fra free free trophy, T R O F F E A trophy. Anyways, this girl, she began violently dancing in the streets in the city of Strasbourg, France, and there was no music, and her face betrayed no expression of joy. She appeared unable to stop herself from her frenzy, including her husband, who I'm sure was not impressed that his wife was hysterically dancing in the streets for no apparent reason.
2: Well, maybe he was terribly impressed.
1: I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he's like, you go, babe. I mean, it's at this point, as as long as it was ago, we can only assume.
2: It's true. I don't think he was probably terribly impressed.
1: Yeah, probably not. I imagine that that was looked down upon behavior, especially from husbands, if their wives are just out dancing in the streets. So... This, this isolated incident of this woman dancing, and in the, in the city elders may have just put it down as madness or demonic possession, because that's kind of what it sounds like. Uh, but soon after she began her dancing, a neighbor joined in, and then another, and another, and another, and another. And by the end of the week, more than 30 people were dancing night and day in the streets of the city. And it didn't stop. By the time a month had passed, at least 400 citizens of Strasbourg were swept up in the phenomena. Apparently, you know, this would look like just a typical dance party, but people didn't stop, and there was no music. So Yeah,
2: there was no music. Also, really, I mean, kind of creepy, kind of weird and unnerving because, um, I mean, like you said, there was no music, and they apparently were not enjoying themselves at all. Like, they were crying out and yelling like their feet were getting all bloody yeah and like in in just tons of pain and agony and then i mean i'm sure you'll get to kind of what started to happen then next
1: yeah exactly i mean imagine actually you know it sounds funny like oh they're just dancing non-stop well imagine if you actually did that eventually you know just like long distance runners like they get sores and they keep going and going and going and they do have some control about when they stop but if you don't have any control on when you can stop yeah your feet are gonna bleed they're gonna bruise there's gonna be issues and medical authorities in the area or people of medicine that were there said that apparently the dancers began dying from heart attacks exhaustion strokes yeah for and and for no explainable reason why it was happening Uh, i mean the dancing part of it where people just had the sudden urge or need to dance um a lot of people thought the cure for dancing was more dancing so maybe i mean according to this resource which doesn't really make sense they erected a wooden stage for the dancers and musicians were called in so that doesn't really help to actually add a beat and add music to it. I don't know where their thinking was there. Like, oh, this will help them stop. No, it probably just added fuel to the fire. I mean, now that there's a beat, oh man, now we really can go all night. I wonder what kind of jams that we playing.
2: Yeah, I mean, back then, I'm sure a lot of the flute and the lyre, you know. I, it's curious, I would love to know if the music had any effect on them at all as far as like what they were actually doing with their feet and their hands you know what kind of dancing and like the tempo even and if it, it if it was adjustable at all or if it was just sort of like a zombie-esque just like totally out of out of body almost like dance thing that that wasn't affected by anything you know yeah or or if they somehow would would change tempo and would dance differently even throughout the day maybe just it'd be it'd be really curious to know stuff like that think it would be helpful in the diagnosis
1: yeah you would think the people that were dancing like almost like under a trance like maybe they didn't even notice the music but the people that weren't under a trance or didn't have the urge to dance well once the music started then then yeah the average person will probably want to jump in like imagine that you're just like from out of town and you just happen to be visiting Strasbourg, and you see a ton of people dancing like it's a festival you're probably going to jump in too if there's music,
2: yeah, you jump into that dance party, and you're like, "Oh man, this is awesome!" And the lyre is is ripping, and the flute is popping, and then you notice that like everybody around you is just like bloody feet, yeah, and like gaunt faces, and people are screaming, and people are <laughs> dying, and you're like. I'm out of here,
1: man. <laughs> yeah, they're probably like, man, you guys are I like dancing, but you guys are really hardcore. You're like I don't know if i'm I'm cut out for this. like that's how I imagine like maybe the origin of like river dance was started or something like those guys go
2: hard. That's exactly how I would feel at a metal concert <laughs> be like, I'm out of here, man, It's
1: oh, too gosh. scary,
2: too scary for me.
1: Yeah and when I when I think of like their behavior like uncontrollable dance automatically my mind does go to music festivals and mm-hmm. I have in person I've seen people move quite strangely like you know that's not how I dance and that's fine and dandy like you do you but you know they're moving in a way that's I don't know let's just say not choreographed <laughs> <laughs> I think that nearly every time I go to a wedding. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: I just think, man, these people are moving quite strangely.
1: <laughs> but there's a beat. There's music.
2: There's a beat, but their body's moving not with it. Yeah. And usually I, then I look in a mirror and I'm like, oh, that's that's just me.
1: Oh, that's right. I'm doing that too.
2: Oh, I see. Never mind. Chris, have you ever been under the thrall of a, of a dancing plague?
1: The only time I've had, like, the urge to dance like a madman is literally because of music. Like, there's music driving that. I mean, and even if I do want to dance without music, you know, just to get my wiggles out or whatever. It's funny. I actually did this today. This this morning I was, I, was, I don't know, it just felt like moving. So I did, like, a, a dance or whatever, but I was exhausted afterwards, and I was like maybe not even a minute i'm out of shape but yeah no i really don't get urges like that um and if i did have an urge like that i could only probably do it for an hour tops without collapsing another thing i saw um, someone said like the original woman that started this she would dance until she passed out and then she'd sleep or whatever wake up and keep doing it because realistically yeah you you know your body can only take so much like, your feet can only bleed so much. You know, you can only stay on them for so long. Eventually, you do need rest. But imagine falling asleep out of exhaustion, just collapsing, and then waking up, you're rested, and you just jump right back up and start dancing again. Like, that's crazy. Like, it sounds funny, but historically, this happened. Like, this was a thing that happened. We can joke about it you know but it's it actually happened and and it is funny but at the same time too if imagine being that person this is happening to like that is terrifying you have no control over it
2: and all the more reason to follow our instagram account because chris is going to be posting a video of his little dance this morning on there
1: for you all to enjoy you betcha and our tiktok and on wait we have a tiktok oh we have a tiktok wait are you serious no we don't have a TikTok. <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> no offense to those who have TikTok, but i've i've not gone to that area of the internet i kind of try to avoid that so no we're we will not be releasing any dance videos anytime soon but i mean who knows maybe maybe
2: maybe in the near future maybe in the near yeah. future you're right though i mean it is like homework for everyone go dance furiously for about five minutes yeah and see how you feel like that's it's crazy. Like you'd be so exhausted very, very quickly, and yeah, I mean, it'd be horrifying. And then you look at the mental state of these people, and largely, there are very few people, at least that I've encountered or seen um, articles or videos or anything, that people actually think it was some kind of like transferable sickness, like a plague that that you could actually catch. Right. And more, more so, a mental condition. That merely like like the mass hysteria type thing, um, disassociation type stuff, where you're sort of, you sort of become someone else almost like uh almost like having another identity or, you're you're telling yourself that something is true and therefore it becomes true, to you um, as true as anything in reality, so I think, you know uh, some of the the remedies we had talked about you know they tried. They tried basically uh, squirt guns full of holy water, (laughs) super soakers, super soakers full of holy water. They tried making dancing illegal, like I said, and then they they brought in exorcists. They tried, I mean, bloodletting. They tried because that solves all things. Yeah, because well, they thought they had too much hot blood. Hot blood, yeah. They Yeah, they tried blaming it partly on just the fact that um, the original woman's husband had asked her to do something and she didn't want to do it.
1: Yeah, that was her way of getting out of it, which I'm not going to lie, not a bad excuse. I can't do that, dear. I'm dancing uncontrollably. I mean, it must have been a really bad chore.
2: Yeah, I would say that um, if I asked my wife to do something and she started just dancing um, to get out of it I might just go do the thing <laughs> instead of instead of trying to figure that one out I'd just be like all right consider the trash taken out
1: what well, if it's the dishes like what's the worst what's the chore you hate the most
2: you know what I really dislike scrubbing the bathtub oh interesting that's why I don't have one <laughs> because i don't like them i mean no i love them but i don't like cleaning them and so just don't have one
1: i mean can't you basically clean a bathtub while you're in it having a bath no chris i don't see why not i mean you got the water you got the hot no. water you got the soap you're in there i mean no. just get like a little sponge and start cleaning the tub and then wash what do you it do down. chris cover yourself
2: in soap and then thrash around like a fish out of water exactly
1: you are the sponge become no. the sponge <laughs>
2: Okay. No, I mean, arguably, yes, you could clean it while you're in there. But there are chemicals that actually do get a little bit more of the... Well, I don't know why I'm
1: telling you this on a podcast. You've never cleaned a bathtub? I probably have. I don't remember. But if I were to clean a bathtub, it would be that way. Okay.
2: Have you ever scrubbed a floor with a... Like a m like a by hand, like a brush or a sponge, like a large tile floor, yes. kitchen or something. Okay, imagine that. It's basically that, but it just weird angles and it's all slippery and a lot of times the chemicals you're supposed to use are real nasty and they they're like really harsh. They smell extremely bad and I just feel like I'm killing myself in the process partly. But yeah, I hate I hate uh, scrubbing out the bathtub and the walls of the shower, and then also I'm not a big fan of laundry folding.
1: So the short of it is best to find a woman who enjoys cleaning the bathtub.
2: Uh, yeah, or I guess go your route and sort of cover yourself in soap and just sort of slip around in there till it's clean.
1: I mean, hey, you get bath time and you clean the bathtub. So I'm just saying that's that's a solution there for you if you want. That That one's free. Free tip of the day. Free unnerved tip.
2: Okay. <laughs> hey, do you think I should, like, go to Planet Fitness and do them a favor by cleaning out all the showers for them that way?
1: Just <laughs> covering
2: <laughs> your body in soap and just... <laughs> yeah. Because I shower at Planet Fitness sometimes, so I was just thinking maybe I should help them out.
1: I mean, hey, they they might appreciate it.
2: That might... I mean, you think it'd be weird?
1: No, I don't. I don't like
2: it, actually. <laughs> oh god okay <laughs> glad you're enjoying yourself how did we get on this okay wait no okay yeah getting out of chores alright
1: what chores would you get out of Chris shortly quickly honestly probably dishes out of, out of all of the chores dishes are my least favorite yeah
2: I will say living in a bus doing dishes is just about the worst yeah not having just running water in a full-size sink and all that it's yeah awful and it's cold water too right yeah i okay. mean unless you boil some
1: yeah for those who don't know listeners who don't know us very well my wife and i live in a camper van and have been for several years and jeremiah also lives in a school bus so yeah dishes are more difficult we don't have dishwashers just a, just a sink and cold water, and dishes don't clean very well with cold water. So
2: Yeah, bus life. I've been bus life in for actually over a year now.
1: It's been over a year. Wow, that's crazy. For a year and a month. Crazy. Okay, so back to it. Where were we on the, on the whole discussion? Okay,
2: so basically things that they were trying to solve. Yeah, and this is where it kind of gets interesting. So there was a story where they took a whole bunch of these dancers up on this hill there was a monument of some kind to a... I can't remember that, his name, but it was it was a, a saint. And they had these special red shoes that they gave everyone that had been blessed with holy water or oil, that is. Dancing shoes? Yeah, some nice red dancing shoes, I guess. I believe there was one other thing that they did. The article and what I did research-wise on this was interesting because... It was both very specific and then kind of vague because it said it healed most people or like almost all of them or something like that. So the shoes healed people? Yeah, when they put those shoes on them, uh, did uh, whatever other blessings and things that they did on top of the the mountain there, um, it actually caused the people to stop dancing. So take that as you will. You know, there could be definitely some kind of spiritual element to that.
1: Or psychological.
2: But then also, yeah, psychologically it lines up with that as well, where if you believe that you cannot stop dancing and that you have a disease that, that is causing you to be this way and that you, you're incapable of stopping, then it's very easy also, or maybe not easy, but it, it lines up that what could be the cure is that you are receiving something that causes you to believe that you've been healed right? and that you no longer have to dance, that you're freed from from the dancing plague, you know, or whatever was besetting you. So it could go either way on that, you know, truly. At least I believe there could be some kind of spiritual element to it. But um, regardless, it tracks in either, either vein or maybe both. So kind of interesting. And also interesting that in theory, a lot of these people essentially just needed to be told that they weren't sick and actually believe it and then they were no longer beset by this.
1: Do you remember how long it lasted? How long the dancing plague lasted? Um it was September through it was a couple months. Okay, yeah, exactly. On this resource it says 2 months. Yeah, which is the long long time to dance.
2: Well, I think a lot of the at one point they it, it said that uh, as many as 15 people a day were dying.
1: Wow, that's great. I Yeah, I couldn't find, like, again, this is really, <laughs> it was a really long time ago, so... It was a long time ago. Yeah, so to find the exact statistics, I'm sure is has kind of been lost in time, but, yeah, I saw a, a range of numbers on how many people died, um, it, it, anywhere from a dozen to actually 400, which, that's not accurate. I think 400 is the number of how many people participated, uh, roughly. But I don't think 400 people died. I mean, but straight up, people died from this, you know. But also, I, I forgot to mention, too, that this actually wasn't the first case of this. This was the biggest case of it, but it happened in other regions around the area, but in smaller doses. From, from what I read, it was more of an organized dance, like people holding hands and stuff. But eventually, kind of died out. But it wasn't, it wasn't to this extent. It wasn't this extreme. Oh yeah, okay, I remember that. What if those
2: times were just like some kids dancing around, and then like, oh, oh, Pop Pop sees him out there, and he's like, "I've seen this all before. It's the dancing plague." <laughs> he blast them with holy water. Pop Pop, what are you doing?
1: He's like, "You healed, <laughs> my little Susie. She's back." We're not healed. You just mess up our dance party. We're totally just going to keep dancing.
2: Oh, they're still, they're beset.
1: (laughs) Exactly.
0: We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become?
1: Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2.
0: Play it now with Game Pass.
1: So, ultimately, where are the theories that people have come to? I think, collectively, for the most part, is hysteria because of the conditions of the time. You know, yeah. they were just not good times to be in. Uh, anywhere? Maybe the world? Like yeah. I mean, there was famine... Um, you know, poor living conditions, uh, food was extremely expensive. Most people couldn't afford it, you know, just very poor conditions, you know, malnutrition, and I'm imagining the water probably wasn't great either. Oh man. You know, if the water's bad and all these people are dancing, well, they need to hydrate. So, you know, that's probably just adding to the the problem if they're drinking bad water. Uh, that's that I haven't seen anything on the water being bad but I'm just assuming how can you expect
2: not to have hot blood when your water's bad yeah from what I understand it was an extra bad time in in history in that part of the world in that part of history even in amongst the other terrible years and extremely difficult living conditions with all the plagues and sicknesses that were going around I mean there was just so much happening that people were just dying left and right and everyone I'm sure had either been sick or knew somebody that had even died from some kind of plague or virus or sickness and so the idea of catching something was just on everyone's mind all the time right and then they were just probably traumatically suffering from PTSD type situations and just like you said malnutrition the, um, I'm sure the water like that's why people used to drink wine and beer so much because they didn't understand that you had to have sanitary clean water like right. so they didn't know why but in reality boiling those liquids in the process of making them or the alcohol content as well like helped kill off stuff so you wouldn't get sick when you drank beer but you would if you drank the water and they just didn't understand why and so yeah it was just a horrible time to. To be around, honestly. I mean, I'm sure there was, there was good things as well, but man, it would not be, it would not be a
1: time that I would necessarily want to go back to. Yeah, for sure. And there was also theories that the bread was bad, um, that there were certain like fungus or something wrong with the bread. That's a theory, also that maybe would have caused it. But I think collectively, for the most part hysteria because of the time period and the psychological stuff that goes with it but very fascinating it's something I don't think has happened um in our current history because our our living situations and conditions are much better um and if if someone started acting like that nowadays I mean most places collectively people wouldn't think dancing plague they would just take that person to the hospital and
2: Or they would just think, oh, I've stumbled into a silent disco. Have you heard of silent disco?
1: No. I don't know what that is. What?
2: Okay. It looks like a lot of fun. You go to a disco, sometimes like a physical building. They actually had sort of like a pop-up one happen where I'm at here. And um, you put on these headphones, and there's usually different ones to pick from, like three or four. They've got different colored lights on them, so like green, red, yellow, blue, or something. And everybody wearing the same color of headphones as you is listening to the same music. What? Yep. So then you have options to pick from. You can choose which music you want to listen to or which genre. And then you find people that are wearing the same color and you dance with them. And you know that you're all listening to the same thing. There's people all around you that are listening to other things and dancing, you know, maybe in a totally different style or different way or different tempo. And then you take your headphones off and it's just a bunch of people dancing silently to no music.
1: What in the world? I would love to go to that just to watch, not participate necessarily, maybe after a while. But I'd mostly just like to watch because that's pretty much what's happening in the story. Like before they started, you know, sending out people to play instruments for the dance plague. Like that's pretty much what people saw like what you're describing <laughs> yeah people dancing to what it would look like no music um but no i've never heard of that maybe
2: we could put some footage of a silent disco on our on our instagram and then do a little after effects to change all their clothes to be medieval <laughs> it's yeah just a little that's just a little challenge for you this week
1: yeah i know i
2: appreciate that a little side project Maybe you could get somebody on Fiverr to do that for you. I mean
1: probably. I'll probably find someone on Fiverr to do it for like a dollar, honestly. Yeah, I'll have to look at that. I'm actually excited to look into that. I've never heard of that before. But yeah, anything else you want to touch on with the the dancing plague of fifteen eighteen? I mean, eventually it kinda of died out. And yeah, that's that's all that happened. I mean, people died from it. Um, it was a strange, strange case. On a unnerving aspect of it. Again, it sounds funny on the outside, but looking in of what was actually going on mentally and what was possessing people and the time period they were in and and what they were going through and being feeling moved or whatever, you know, from hysteria, you know, to do that, like imagine not being able to control that and you just dance until your feet are bleeding, you know, and and you, you rest. And then when you have some energy again, you just have that urge to just dance and and nothing else you know that's that's pretty scary in itself again it sounds silly but you know it's 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 kind of terrifying also
2: yeah and I, I think it's important to remember yeah that at the end of it it's like it's interesting fun to talk about but then it was real people too and a lot like people actually died and fam- lost family members and it was, it was terrible for them and one of my thoughts was just, why didn't they just sort of strap them down, you know, like restrain the people and, and what would that look like or did they try but it didn't work or maybe they would hurt themselves by like, they're just like trying to dance so violently that, you know, they would they would hurt themselves or something. It, it's really curious to me, especially if you had a family member that was, that was like dying, you know, that was dancing themselves literally to the point of just exhausting to nothing like a what would you not try to put him under a blanket and lay on top of them yeah or i'm sure they did
1: like i can't imagine that yeah. not happening
2: that's just what i meant though is that it's curious i didn't really see any any uh information on that or reports of anybody
1: trying to do that right i don't know if i did either but again a lot of because it was so long ago a lot of this information i'm sure is lost but i can't imagine loved ones not trying that, you know, um, surely they did. But also like, keep in mind, you know, how long do you hold them there? How long do you tie them up for? Um, yeah. Also 400 people, you know, not everyone's going to get tied up. Um, it's, it's kind of one of those things you kind of just have to let happen. I don't know if you'd be able to restrain them, like at least not all of them, you know, I I don't know. Yeah.
2: I mean, nowadays you'd be able to basically tranquilize them.
1: That's a good point. Yeah, so, just trank them all.
2: Trank them all.
1: <laughs> well, no, that's all I've got on it. At that's all I have, too. Yep, that is the dancing plague of 1518. Moving on to other things. Jeremiah, guess what? What? You, you know we have a, a voicemail machine, right? You know, speakpipe.com forward slash unnerved podcast, where people can leave us a voicemail. You know, a question, comment, anything like that. And we might play it on the Unnerved Banter next time. You you know we have that, right? I do. I wanted to tell you that we actually have a message. Oh, that's fun. Would you love to hear it? Yeah, no, I'd, I'd very much like to hear it. Okay, I'm sending it to you now.
0: Well, hey there, Christopher Fricky. Just calling because I listened to your podcast. And I can tell you right now, I was thoroughly really terrified, you know, unnerved, yeah, my daughter's daughter's just putting it lightly, let me tell you now, my friend, hey, well, you know, just driving down the road here, and I thought I'd give you a call here, and you'll see that I really like that that content that you have been putting out, and uh, let me tell you, I'm so excited just to hear more of what you boys are doing over there, and, um, uh, you know, if you could get back to me sometime this weekend, you don't have any time, that'd be wonderful. I should be around if you wanna, you know, just, just chat a bit. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Hope y'all having a good night. Now I know it's Sunday night, and you're probably out getting dinner. I was gonna do with the business, and that is just wonderful. And it's so nice to see young folks that are just so in love these days. So. Yeah, yeah, anyways, yeah, Frankie, uh, don't mind if I call you Frankie, do you? So, uh, yeah, all righty now. I-, I will talk to you soon. Please give me a call, and maybe we can sit up something. I can be on that that podcast of yours. Okay, now, talk to you later. Bye-bye, now.
2: That's pretty good.
1: <laughs> what a great guy. What do you call this guy? <laughs> oh, he didn't leave his name. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I know. Real bummer. He didn't leave his name. He seems to have a gentle disposition. Yeah. Sounds like a great guy. I I
2: would believe it.
1: I, I love that he's a, a fan of the podcast. I mean, yeah, that, that was awesome.
2: Yeah, no, that was great. I liked it a lot. <laughs> I could see myself being friends with that fella.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: I don't know how to play this one, Chris. What am I supposed <laughs> to say here?
1: <laughs> who was who was that voicemail from? Was it you? No. What are you talking about? Well, if it wasn't you, then who was it? Are you crazy, Chris? It wasn't me. Okay. I'm sorry. Sorry. It sounded like you a little bit.
2: Okay. For the first probably minute, I couldn't remember if that was actually me or
1: if this was a real person. Oh, Really?
2: Yeah, I was like, I think I said that. And it definitely sounds like...
1: One of your characters. It sounds
2: like it, yeah. But, you know, then you throw that w- through the phone and how it sounds there. Yeah. And it's like, it I, I made me hesitate until I said, like, one or two things. I was like, oh, yeah, that was definitely me. <laughs> I was like, is this a... Is this just, like, a startlingly similar character?
1: Yeah. Because it was a while ago you left me that voicemail. It
2: actually threw me. Yeah, that was like, I think it was the third of this year.
1: Yeah. So if you guys want to be like this kind, nice gentleman, you also can leave us a voicemail on speakpipe.com forward slash unnerved podcast. And it will be in the show notes, the link. Leave us a question or comment. We'd love to play it in the next episode. And yeah, have a little interaction with you guys. The more I think about that guy, the more I like him. Yeah, I know. Great guy. We might just have him on the podcast. I'm sure he's had a a scary story or two in his life.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, he seems like
1: the guy that's definitely scarred by something. (laughs) Oh, gosh. All right. Well, before we go, I wanted to tell you a little story that I found that I thought was quite interesting. It's called The Coincidental Twin Tragedy. Imagine with me a teenager riding a scooter and out of nowhere... At an intersection, he is hit by a taxi. Mm-hmm. Kills the kid. Very sad. Bad situation. And that taxi driver was carrying a passenger. Alright, this is a real event that happened back in 1975. Fast forward, a year later, the twin brother was riding the same scooter and was then struck at the same intersection by the same taxi driver who was carrying the same passenger. Hmm. That's a strong scooter. Yeah, it is a sturdy scooter. So the actual news article that shared this little story, it was a little news snippet that said Twin Tragedy. Um, And I'm going to butcher some names again because that's just how I do. Eskrin Lawrence Eben, full name, was knocked down by a taxi and killed in Hamilton, Bermuda. And it was the same taxi with the same driver carrying the same passenger that killed his brother, Neville, in July last year, and both brothers were riding the same moped and died, age 17, on the same street, police say. Wow. So the chances of that, I think, typically, when you hear it are like, yeah, that didn't happen. The chances of that happening are very unlikely. So when people started researching this story, it kind of circulated through the internet and people were like, nah, this can't be real. This can't be real. And so the more people that dug into it over time, things were kind of exaggerated a little bit. There are some details that are kind of missing. For example, was it the same intersection? Um, the news article didn't really say that. Um, how do we know they were twins, things of that nature. So long story short, people tracked down the actual dad and heard his side of it. And ultimately, the actual story was that in 1975 of July, the kid was killed by the taxi driver in Hamilton, Bermuda. So just the same town, wasn't the same intersection, Um, but it was the same taxi driver and it did have the same passenger it later then a year later did kill the brother who was riding the same moped so the fact that they were twins that was not confirmed but the fact that still the same taxi driver took out both brothers and just happened to have the same passenger you know still seems pretty unlikely but it is recorded and it actually happened and it kind of makes more sense um, because of their location that location in Bermuda the whole area I guess is only like about 173 acres so it's not huge and the population is only like 2,000 people that was from a census back in 2010 so it's definitely possible for the chances of that happening or more likely because there's not as many people um, I'm actually surprised there was even a taxi driver there to be honest and did you say it was on the same day? No, no, no. It was a year later. On the same day, though? Like, the same oh, date? Oh, well, it says the same month. Oh, okay. I don't know if that's confirmed or not. Hmm.
2: Yeah, that is pretty wild. Actually, I had heard that before. Oh, have you? Yep. But I hadn't heard all of it about, like, them doing the research and the background. And, you know, a lot of times you hear those stories, because I've actually heard others in, in uh, conjunction with that one, that... Like, and guess what? This other thing happened in another place, and what a crazy coincidence. But, you know, some of that gets, like, twisted over time, or it may have not have even happened. And so I'd never heard any confirmation or that anybody had talked to the father or anything like that. So um, that's pretty cool to hear. I mean, a sad story, obviously, but cool to actually hear some facts about it from... You know, an actual family member, not just, like, guess what,
1: everybody? This is wild. Right. People could actually chase down relatives. I mean, we have names. So you probably could chase down relatives and ask them about it. But at the same time, too, you want to be respectful because what a terrible tragedy. Mm-hmm. But I also, like, I feel really bad for the taxi driver, too. I mean, well, first off, he probably shouldn't have been driving. Um, He sounds like a horrible driver because... <laughs> It happened twice, unless the kids were just...
2: Yeah, maybe they were terrible moped drivers.
1: That could be too, yeah. But yeah, terrible story, but very fascinating because of the coincidence of the same brothers, the same taxi driver, and the same passenger all happening, repeating the same incident. Pretty crazy. But Mm -hmm. I mean, things like that, I guess, are, you know, in a world as big as it is with so many people, I guess... Certain things like that are bound to happen in one way or another. So, Yeah,
2: kind of crazy. Live in a crazy world.
1: All right, that's going to do it for episode three of the Unnerved Banter. We really appreciate your guys' support. Thanks for listening. It means the world to us. If you could please rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcast, that would be extremely helpful. And from the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much. If you would like more information on these episodes, whether it's the banter or the regular story episodes, Instagram is the perfect place to follow along if you want to see photos related to each episode. You can find us there at Unnerved Podcast. And also, if you want to leave us a voicemail, like I said previously, go to speakpipe.com forward slash Unnerved Podcast. You'll find that in the show notes. And yeah, we'd love to hear from you, whether it's a question or comment or whatever. uh, We could potentially play it on the next banter episode. So yeah, next week is going to be our regular scheduled story episodes. So be sure to stay tuned for that. And yeah, hope you guys have a good rest of your day.